Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can test for fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Welcome to Chris Allen's podcast. And here comes the show. And welcome to the show talking WWE Extreme Rules today. Uh, by far, the best pay-per-view event for me this year. Like, I mean, Royal Rumble was good. WrestleMania is always good. Don't need two nights of WrestleMania. Get, get it all in in one night. But as a whole, like, an amazing, this is by far, like, some of the best matches. And they did something in this uh, Extreme Rules that I liked a lot Versus some of the older ones where they actually had Extreme Rules matches. I know, crazy thought, is Extreme Rules have some Extreme Rules matches. <gasps> no. Yeah, they actually had Extreme Rules matches. Um, I remember the Extreme Rules a while back. Like, there was one match that had a stipulation. This match, every match had a stipulation. There was no partial matches. There was no regular matches. Every match was something. And it started off strong. You bring in Strange, Seamus. And the Ballin' Brutes versus the Imperium. Um, this is a good match. Uh, calling it a Dynabrooke match, okay. You could have called it a beer room ball match. You could have called it the street fight. You could have called it a whole bunch of stuff. It was just a fight. They just destroyed each other. And Sheamus came out, or Sheamus and the Ballin' Brutes came out on top. This is what I wanted to see. A great intensity to start the thing. Good way to go. And it was amazing. I mean, I just really enjoyed it. There's just nothing, absolutely nothing else to say about that. Um... This whole Dex Loomis thing with The Miz, they need to progress this story a little bit. Like, it's it's okay. Um, it's creepy kind of thing they got going, but they need to step it up. Um, they need to bring it, they need to wrap it up, take it to a level, put it in the ring. Uh, yeah, like, because nobody likes The Miz, so everybody likes him being creeped out, but at the same time, Dex is creepy, so I'm, eh, like, we need to. A little more than all these little vignettes. Um, I don't know if the Miz is hurt or something. They're giving him a break or what. But it's it's time. Like you've done enough with the pay per views and all the little vignettes and all the little creepiness and something else. It's time to move on. Time to progress to a match. Uh, do something at the, the Crown Jewel event and progress that story a little bit. Ah, alright, so SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, extreme rules match, and they went extreme, put Ronda through a table, beat each other with a bat, beat each other with kendo sticks, just everything you want in an extreme rules match, um, like, and even had them take the time to be beaten, and like, you got a crib of you, you're delayed here for a minute, you know, um, I think having Ronda kick out. After she got pulled to the table was ridiculous. I think the match should have ended right there. Um, but it didn't. They wanted Ronda to get the win. Ronda got the win. Um, but the new chokehold she hadn't used before. Um, the creepy smile on Liz's face as she was falling unconscious and it staying there when she was unconscious was a really good touch. I think it's going to be a nice character shift for her. Uh, maybe a crazy Liv Morgan, which that could always be fun. Uh, uh, like a broken Matt Hardy. I think we're gonna go. Looks like they're going that way, which I think would be really good for Liv Morgan. I think it'd make a very interesting run. But I want to see a rematch, and I want to see Liv Morgan win as crazy Liv Morgan. I think that'd be awesome. Um, after that, we had uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Can't remember the last time I watched a strap match. It has been a minute, and they 
beat the crap out of each other. I haven't had a chance to look on Instagram, see if I posted pictures of their backs after the match. Um, this match was really good. Uh, at one point, you thought Karen Cross was going to win. At one point, you thought Drew was going to win. Um, of course, Karen Cross wins uh, with the interference from Scarlett, uh, of course. And it could be a subtle interference. No, she literally just ran right in the middle of the ring because there's no rules. And pepper sprayed. Uh, Pittsburgh Drew McIntyre arrives. He's getting ready, you know, the Glasgow kick and, and win. He, he or the Claymore, yeah, you know, the three, two, one Claymore, bam, and nope, she runs right in front of him, and he won't hit a woman. Then she pepper sprayed him. Look, I, I know we're not supposed to hit women, but there's times it's okay, and when it's televised and not real, that'd be one of those moments. Just saying, you know, she blew fire in your face, and she hit you in the junk a couple of times, and. Now she's pepper sprayed you. Next time she interferes, just throw her out the ring. I'm not saying punch her in the face. Grab her by her shoulder. She weighs like five pounds and throw her out the ring. Like, that's what you need to do. Um, of course, that wouldn't be Drew. That wouldn't be what he would do. But, Drew, you don't have a female sidekick. So, unless you plan on, like, signing on Alexa Bliss, who's really busy right now with damage control, or somebody else, maybe Nikki Cross, maybe, or not Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash. Uh... Something get Dewdrop to help you out. Something bring somebody get a get a buddy. You need a buddy uh, to take care of Scarlett so you can beat the crap out of Karen Cross because that's what needs to happen. Strapping them up didn't work, so you got to do this. All righty, moving on. Bianca Belair versus Bailey in the first women's champion ladder match. Yeah, yeah. great match. Uh, I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. Uh, I like how you knew damage control was going to be a factor in the match they were going to run in. And took them out pretty quick. That way they can just have the match. Uh, the double KOD was a little sloppy. They had a little trouble getting everybody in position. because, um, So it didn't look awesome. But when she hit it, it did look pretty good. Um, and, you know, put them out. That way they could have the match. And then, you know, Bailey's a great wrestler. So they put on a really good match. Um, a lot of good spots in this match. Uh Love the ending move, the KOD while Bailey was holding the ladder. So it was like a KOD onto the ladder, but Bailey was holding the ladder nice and, you know, jumped right on up and uh, grabbed the title and win. And you know what? Got to see good hair whipping. I, I like Be- Belair's rule. Like, I won't use my hair against you unless you grab it. So Bailey grabbed her hair. So that's like, all right, I'm going to hair whip you off the ladder. That was awesome. Um, yeah, this all around a good match. Uh, and Baylor wins. Of course, Baylor's going to win. Come on. Yeah, actually, I kind of thought Bailey was going to win. I'm not going to lie. That really could have gone either way. Uh, but it was a good win. A win for her. Uh, oh, okay. I almost want to do this out of order, but I'm not. But this was, for me, the Edge versus Finn Baylor match. Match of the night? Easily. Match of the year contender. Like, this match was awesome. Uh, they went back and forth. They went out of the ring. He he went and got, at one point, got a hockey stick and was doing his finish or submission with the hockey stick in, in Baylor's mouth. Like, he, they beat the snot out of each other. They were doing everything they could. Um, he went back to his old, Edge went back to his old leg lock submission. 
educator. I think is what they called it. Um, and we're doing that, and, and it really looked like Biller was getting ready to say the words, I quit. We were there. like, And at that point, they had already been beating on each other for like 10 minutes. like, And everything you can imagine, it was great. Uh, and, of course, once you got look like you're going to say, I quit, uh, Damian Priest and Dominique run. Um, you don't see Rhea Ripley. You just see those two. And he's fighting them off, and he's doing pretty good. And then, of course, three versus one. Yeah. So uh, Rey Mysterio shows up to save him. And that leaves uh, – he takes out Damian Priest and is fighting with him. And that leaves in the ring standing Edge and Dominic Mysterio. And you finally see what you want to see. You see Edge – kick Dominic Mysterio in the balls and it is great and Mysterio he falls out the ring and he gets he gets uh, uh Finn Balor up and he's getting ready to spear Finn Balor and he's back in the corner and the thing you know get up get up yeah. and that's when Rio pops up from behind him and handcuffs him to the rope and I was like ooh this is Shades Mick Foley Triple H back in that Royal Rumble way back in the day or not Triple H but The Rock yeah, when he took like 30-something headshots and wouldn't say I quit. They piped it through the thing. I remember that storyline. It was a great storyline. Um, oh, and then Triple H tried to do it the very next year. That's why I think he did it. But the Rock Kicks, he came in and freed Mick Foley so Mick Foley could fight. Mick Foley still lost that match, though. But it was still a good match. Um, so he's handcuffed to the ropes and beating, it's not beating out of him again. And Beth Phoenix shows up and knocks out. Rhea Ripley really takes a bump. First time I've seen Ripley take a bump in a while. Now, I did miss the SmackDown before this event, so she took one there. But I hadn't seen her take a bump in a while. And I knew she had had an injury. So it was nice to see her take a bump. I know that sounds crazy. But I want to see her wrestle again. She's a great wrestler. I enjoy watching her matches. Um, She's real intense, real brutal. You know, it's Rhea Ripley, what you expect. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Seeing her Mac wrestling, seeing her taking a bump was good. Um, And... So Beth Phoenix takes her out, gets the key, frees Edge. At this point, Damian's taken out, Dominic's taken out, Rhea's taken out. And Edge just starts spearing Baylor. And you, you begin to think he's just going to keep spearing him until he quits, which would have been a great finish. Let's just not even, like, oh, okay, I've been speared so many times, I'm going home. Forget you guys. My ribs, my pancreas, my liver, they all hurt. But no, um, he spears him a whole bunch of times, then Rhea comes in and hits uh Beth Phoenix with brass knuckles, and she's knocked out. Um, Rey Mysterio gets taken out on the side, so again, it's now it's four on one. Uh, and they start beating the snot out of Edge. Four on one, that's what's going to happen. They're holding Edge down and do like two or three coup de gras, and they pick him up, and they bring him over to Beth, and they're like, say you quit. And he's like, no, I'm not going to say I quit. And they keep beating on him some more, and then uh, – Rhea Ripley goes out of the thing, out of the ring, gets two chairs, and sets up Beth Phoenix for the concerto. And she's literally holding chairs and say, "I quit, or I'm gonna hit her." And he's like, "Okay, I said it. I quit." He says, "I quit." He nothing they did to him would make him say, "I quit." But when they went after his wife, he said, "I quit," which was a really good moment. Like you know, anything to spare his wife. And of course, it's the Judgment Day, so when he said, "I quit," they hit her anyway. Um, and the sell on that hit was so subtle that it was amazing. The only thing Beth Phoenix moves was that you could see was her left hand. She may have been with her right hand, but she was her left hand. And she just kind of starts twitching her fingers after the hit. She was already knocked out. Uh, 
So yeah, she starts doing that twitch. It was really good, really like I completely marked out for this. I'm sitting there watching, and someone's watching with me. And I'm like, what? What? And I'm like, man, this it's 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 big now. It's intense now. Like Edge is gonna come after them. Like, well, they just took his wife. I'm like, I'm, I completely marked out for that storyline. By far, in a match, the best storytelling during a match I've seen in a long, long time. Like I'm telling you. I marked out for this match. I marked out for that bit of the story. Like, I completely, this match completely overshadowed the final fight. Like, I needed nothing else after this. Of course, WD continued to deliver. Look, I'm not saying Vince McMahon was a problem. Vince McMahon built the WWE. But what Triple H has brought in and what Triple H is doing right now is by far some of the best product WWE's put out in years. They just get Roman Reigns to lose. I'll be happy. But I think they still want him to be the longest reigning champion ever. And they have Logan Paul. Come on. They can't Logan Paul can't win the championship of Crown Jewel. Side note, we're gonna side note right here. Okay? He can't. You can't have a celebrity, even if it's a well trained celebrity who's actually gonna be here for a while, which I really think Logan Paul is, um, and has the chops because he is wrestling good, have his third match. Because he's a celebrity, wearing his Pikachu card, win the title in his third match in a major pay per view. Can't happen. Reigns is going to win. Uh, I'm betting Reigns wins cleanly. I, I bet they don't even cheat to win this one. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, and yeah, because you can't have Logan Paul win. Not not this time. You just can't. All right. Final match of the night: Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in the fight pit. Um, it kind of felt like a couple times Rollins didn't know what to do in a fight pit. Um, there was, he, like, he tried to bounce off the, the, the cage once, like it was ropes, like he's little, not enough preparation. Uh, but I mean, the match was good. The wrestling, uh, minus a few little things was solid. Uh, got him up on the platform and that's when the announcers are talking about the rule. They have to be in the ring to be counted out. Can't count them out up there. You have to be in the ring, but they got him on the, the top platform and gave a uh, riddle of pedigree. And, like, he was out, but can't count him out up there. Um, Daniel Conway was boring as a ref. Um, they tried to have this thing where he got in both of their faces at two different points. And it just, it was, just give us a break. We don't need special guest referees. Unless you're going to have them double cross somebody, we don't need special guest referees. We just don't. Um, I guess they're trying to sell the connection to UFC, the, the fight bit, but it, it just was not needed. A regular ref would have been just fine. Um... But then we get an RKO on the platform on, on Rollins. Then Rollins rolls off. Uh, he's in the middle of the mat. And uh, Riddle lands a generic version of the floaty bro. He hits him in this basic same position. More like a sit-down bomb because um, he doesn't do the flip. And you know what? I get why he didn't do the flip. That's hard to aim. It's, it's a closer thing. That second platform is kind of high, way higher than a top rope. Um and I almost wonder if he botched the landing a little bit because he hit all tailbone. Like, he hit, he, he landed on, on Rollins enough for it to look good. It looked really good. But he also landed right on his tailbone. And either that was the world's best sell or he actually hurt himself a little bit. And you know what? If I jumped off that landed on my butt, I'd be in pain too. Uh, I almost wonder if they actually wrapped the ending up because it wrapped up really fast after that um, or if that was the plan. I don't know, but that's something I'm wondering. 
So you take you take him at that point. Um, he gets him in a uh, in a, 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 a triangle choke. Uh, and Rollins picks him up, slams him into the ring, or slams him into the, the, the cage. Picks him up, slams him into the cage again. Wins pick up, slams him on the ground, but Riddle won't let go, and he holds it. And you know, the usual way that Rollins got to move like that is they kind of hold him down on his shoulders and pin him, and that makes you let go. But there's no pins in this match. It's it's knockout or submission only. Uh, so Riddle holds on to it, even though he's in pin position, and. Eventually, Rollins has to tap. So, Rollins taps out. And it is amazing. And I just it was a good match. Um, just after the Finn Balor Edge match, it, it, you're like, what? That was the greatest thing ever. This is this pay-per-view can end right now. And I'm happy. And then they did the best thing they've done in so long. It was great. Um, so, they're going out. They even have the, you know, they, they put the little thing up on the bottom of the screen. We're like, oh, Copyright this, we're done. And I'm like, nah, y'all ain't done. Y'all been hyping this White Rabbit thing for weeks. Y'all been doing the little videos and the QR codes. And some of them haven't been real subtle, like the signing with Bel Air and uh, ba- Bailey, where the QR code was on the bottom of the contract. And, and you can see the, uh, Corey Graves got a hold to make sure it got seen right without the rope being the way. He's like, I got to make sure they can see it. Um, but other, it was it was great. Um and we all knew what was coming. Had it been anything but Bray Wyatt, it would have been a disaster for the WWE. They sold us as going to be Bray Wyatt. They never said Bray Wyatt, but man, it had it not been Bray Wyatt, right? And so that everything goes black. And even Michael Cole's like, I thought we were off air. Are we off air? Is it over? And all the lights and the, the camera, camera phones go up. You know, everybody turns on their flashlight. They're holding up. Really reminiscent of the Firefly uh, era of Bray Wyatt with the Wyatt family. And then they do start doing spotlights in different parts of the audience. And you're like, oh, there's the rabbit. Oh, there's the, the rat. Oh, there's the creepy thing. And there's the pig. And it's all the characters, of course, from the, the Fireflies Funhouse. And then they do a spot right next to the ring. And it's a dude wearing the Fiend mask. I'm like, all right. So there's Bray Wyatt right there, the Fiend. He's going to run in the ring and jump up and down and do something. No. It goes off him. And I'm like, wait a second. It's not. Okay, but of course, massive pop. As soon as everybody sees the Fiend mask, but it wasn't Bray Wyatt. It was somebody else wearing the Fiend mask. Um, he goes to a doorway. And they light up a doorway that's been placed in the entrance while we're looking at all this other stuff. And there's this massive light behind the doorway. And then a little uh, video pops up, and it's the funhouse. But it's everything's dead. It's it's Everything's covered in cobwebs. And, uh, oh yeah, by the way, I forgot to mention this. The whole time all this is happening... The whole world in his hands is being played and sung. I'm pretty sure by Bray Wyatt, but it's the creepy, creepiest version of the song I've ever heard in my entire life. Like this could have been the beginning of a horror movie, and it would have been great. Um, and it shows a new mask. A little TV comes on and shows a new mask character, um, and it's saying, "I'm pretty sure I had to look it up. But I'm pretty sure I heard it was who killed the world," and. Then the door opens and this massive light. Uh, they go off the video. They go back to the doorway. Massive light comes out through the door. You're like, oh yeah, he's coming through the door, and it's the dude in the mask. It's Bray Wyatt. We all know it's Bray Wyatt. It's fine. But carrying the lantern, he comes out with the lantern, and right at the end, he rips off the mask. You see it's Bray Wyatt, and he uh, blows out the light in the lantern, and it goes black. And that's when the show ends. Um. I'm going to be online here in a minute looking for 
what happened after it went off air because there's always people who are still videoing. But yeah, it blew out the light. Bray Wyatt was there, and they're just like, "Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monday night's gonna be interesting." I hope he comes and beats the crap out of somebody because I need more Bray Wyatt in my life. Um, And let's just, again, the best pay-per-view I have seen in forever. It was great. Um, Bray Wyatt was a great way to seal it. Uh, So, now, I've been asking in conversations, and I think another podcast I talked about it, who's going to defeat Roman Reigns? Who are they going to have do it? And I had this big theory about Bring, bring Braun Strowman in to do it or something, but why not a slightly insane Bray Wyatt instead of Braun Strowman? Why not bring Bray Wyatt in? Um, I mean, look, I, I get it. He's your dark side, creepy character. But so was The Undertaker. And the Undertaker had a whole bunch of title runs. As the dead man, let's do it. Let's bring Bray Wyatt into this new character, have him be more focused on wrestling than the creepiness maybe, and have him win the WWE Championship, take it from Reigns. It's believable. You know, y'all have hyped Reigns so much up, like you're like, who could possibly do it? Bray Wyatt could. That's who could. That's who should. That is what should happen. That is what I want to see now. I want to see Bray Wyatt walk into WrestleMania and destroy Reigns. And I don't mean like a squash match. No, let's not do that. Let's Let's... Give Reigns his respect, but yeah, I'm gonna see Bray Wyatt take out Reigns. Let's do it. Let's let's have Bray Wyatt go in there and just sister Abigail, bam, over, done. Now you know what? WrestleMania, three or four sister Abigails, and take Reigns out. Uh that would be amazing. So here's hoping that's what happens. All right, guys, that's the show for today. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful. Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed the show wherever you're listening to this show. Uh, if you're listening to the Chris Allen Show, awesome. If you're listening to the Jason A. Jones Show, even better. Um, we look forward to bringing you more contact. If you want to help us out with that, you can hit us up at www.patreon.com slash jokes and help fund the show. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at, at cman234 at twitter. At twitter. Twitter at CMan234 at Twitter. Um, you can find uh, on Facebook the Chris Allen podcast. You can find uh, Jason on Facebook um, the Jason E. Jones podcast. Um, you can also find him on Twitter too. Just search for the Jason E. Jones podcast, and you'll find him. We're all there. We're all here for you. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to an email at uh, AskTheAngryNinja at gmail dot com. Um, you want to be on the show? Reach out. Hit us up. We'll get you on the show. Interview. You want to come tell a joke? Tell a joke. We're all here. If you have an outrageous story, I'd love to hear it. We'll put that up, too. So just let us know. And if you have anything you want to hear, let us know. Twitter is the best way just to let you know. So everybody have a wonderful, wonderful day. Talk to you later. Bye.